Welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. I, it's a privilege and honor that we get to do ministry, right? It says in the word of God that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. So what we do is we bring everyone back to the Father and to the original creator and to the original source, the original purpose, the original inheritance that the enemy stolen. We got done with worship and we talked about how Jesus, he's, he's wonderful, he's beautiful, he's glorious, he's forever matchless. And we talked about how he restores everything, 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 everything. So whatever the enemy stole from you today, let God restore it back to you. Whatever uh, the enemy has broken today, let God make it brand new to you today, right? And the thing is, is that we're here as ministers, as disciples of Jesus to carry out the good news. Because we're in these last days and Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for a bride that's spotless, blameless, and above reproach, right? So... um, I won't be preaching today. I'm taking a little break. I got I to gotta prepare for uh, a call and equip class that I'm doing that I get to preach healing to. It's God's will to heal. So we're going to try to get that on the recording as well. But today we have a special guest. Um, his name is Rev Kev, a.k.a. Kevin Diaz. So let's give him a round of applause. Come on. But before, uh, before we jump in, does anyone have any testimonies, any praise reports, anything they would like to share? Well, I have one. So last week I was preaching about laying on the hands to receive the Holy Spirit and the fivefold ministry gifts. Well, there's this woman named Carolyn that we've been talking to that that's the one that we led to Christ. We baptized her in the park. Well, that after we got done preaching... I laid hands on her and she received the Holy Ghost and spoke in new evidence of tongues. So she is like on fire. Like I've never seen someone accelerate that quickly, but it doesn't mean that God can't do it for you, 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 or you, right? right. Yeah, God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for another. Right. He has no favorites. Right. So he can do it for you. It just matters how hungry you are, right? It says, blessed is he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness, for they shall be filled, right? right? So um, yeah, it was just amazing because she... She's so hungry. Like she grew up in the Catholic religion. And now she's like, she's like, I am gobbling the word. She's like, I'm consuming the word. Like I've been starving my whole life. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Because the word is the bread of life. The word is that life giving water that we all need, that our soul hungers and thirsts for. And uh, I'm just encouraging her to keep running her race. I know God's anointed her and appointed her to be a mighty woman of God. And she's already... um, she was able to touch like a, a hundred homeless people with the blessing that we have from. So imagine one seed, one bit of water. God wrong. God brought the increase, the harvest. And now I see fruit mm-hmm. that we got to plant as an outreach. So it's amazing. So anything else? Does anyone know? Everyone's good. All right. Well, um, I'll just I'll go in prayer. Um, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord God, that we won't have any interruptions, that we take authority and a dominion over it right now. Any type of demonic attack or activity that tries to disrupt with our audio equipment, with our recordings, Lord God, or any type of distraction, we command it to leave right now in Jesus' name. You have no place, you have no part being in here. And that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him today, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling, that you may know the riches and glory that are in the inheritance in the saints, that you know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe, his mighty working power, which he worked in Christ, which raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places far above all principality, might, and dominion, and made his name above every other name, not only in this age, but also which is to come. And he has made him above all things and the subject, everything under his feet. He fulfills, uh, he is the head of the church, which is his body, that he fulfills all in all. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord God, that you'd open the hearts of people to receive your word today. Lord God, we ask you to rebuke the devourer. We rebuke Satan, Lord God, to steal the word today, that it would, it would fall in fertile soil that you would open up the ears to hear today, you'd open up the eyes to see today, Lord God. 
and also that um, they would receive it in a place of hunger and expectation, that they would pull on the anointing that you've given us and also the one that's going to be preaching today, Lord God, and that you would use Kevin as the oracles of God to be poured out. Uh, Lord God, we just thank you that we can come from every background, every culture, every age group, every socioeconomic status, but there's still one king, and there's still one king that died for us. And we thank you, Lord God, that we can come boldly into your throne room, and we can receive what you have for us today. Lord God, help us to stay hungry. I pray for the hearts that grew cold, Lord God. I ask you to stir them up and have them to burn again for you. That you bring people from the north, south, east, and west to hear this today. Holy Spirit, come. Let your presence be here. That you have full dominion and full authority. We give you the glory and hour and power and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let's hand it off to my brother. Rev Kev. All right, all right. Nothing better than the privilege to be able to speak the word of God to you guys. You know, uh, God is good all the time. So, yeah, uh, man, so Christian gave me this. He asked me about the, if I would preach on the podcast about two weeks ago. And uh, as always, we played paper, rock, scissors. I lost, so I had to get on here. I'm just kidding. Um, he told me so, you know, obviously I was like, hands down, I'm right there. You know, nothing brings me more joy than to be able to do this, you know, and the outreach as well. So um, with that being said, God actually gave me the word a month ago. And my mom was out of town. And I remember I was standing in faith for, for finances. You know, I got on a new job, and uh, every month, I, you know, I was I was only getting paid once a month. So, you know, it's kind of frustrating when you're not having the finances when you're used to every other week. You know, and uh, I remember asking God, I was like, you know what? If there's anything that you want me to do, or if there's any area I'm lacking in, let me know. You know, and uh, if I need to preach more in the podcast, then so be it. You know, I'm willing, and. I heard yes. And I was like, was that yes to you're going to help me see what I'm doing wrong or the podcast? And he said, the podcast. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to talk about? He said, I want to talk about faith. I was like, Lord, we really talked about faith. He said, no, we haven't. I said, yes, we have. He said, we've touched it a little bit. But now that you're going through it, I want you to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I believe the Lord will not let me talk about anything he doesn't let me go through or that I'm not currently going through. So it's a good one, you know. So when I got the word, when he gave me the word, he gave me three points very quickly. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome, Lord, you know. And uh, two weeks later, Christian actually came and, you know, he called me we were on the phone. And he asked me. So it was, it was confirmation for me right there. Um, so as, as some of you guys seen the title, uh, Red Light, right? So first point I want to get into is what, what, what is faith? You know, um, without going to scripture, you know, what, what can you guys say faith is or give me a definition of faith, what faith is? Um, believing in God when, you know, things, when you can't see him, when mm-hmm. there's no evidence of him. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, the definition that, you know, Merriam-Webster would give you is uh, complete trust and confidence in someone or something, right? Um. So without any scripture, that's just the definition. But, you know, we never want to give you guys anything without scripture. So Hebrews 11.1 1 is the first scripture I want to go to. So I'll give you guys some, some time to be able to pull that up. So I'm actually going to read... Hebrews 11, 1 through verse 3. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by 
it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that we that the worlds were formed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen not made of things which are visible. You know. I'm pretty sure you guys hear everybody say this is a faith walk. You know, we can't rely on what we see. We can't rely on what we we know. Because God knows far more than what we ever can know, what we ever understand and comprehend, you know. So that got me to thinking, I was like, all right, Lord. What's my next, what's my next scripture? What's my next verse? You know, what other point do you want me to touch on? So I want to ask you guys, how much faith do you think we need? Do we need big faith? Do we need little faith? Medium faith? You know? Mustard um, seed. Mustard seed? Yeah. Two slices and a side of Coke kind of faith, you know? Um, that brings me to my next scripture that I want to read is uh, Luke 17, verse 6. And it reads, So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey. You know, just just hearing that, you know, how, how, how big a mustard seed is. Very tiny, very little thing. And God knows that we can't, we, 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 ne- we would never have that much faith. We couldn't have a boulder size or a mountain size faith. God's saying, hey, the little bit of faith that I've asked of you is enough to change any situation. Mm-hmm. That's good. And a lot of the times it's hard for us to comprehend that. It's hard for us to, to actually... Wrap our, wrap our hands around that. Like we can have faith in everything, you know, in our football team, in our baseball team, in your grandma's recipe to cure a sickness, you know, a cold. Um, but when it comes to things that we are facing, a lot of the times we just we lose faith. Mm-hmm. Even even that little tiny mustard seed that uh, that God is asking. Um, Matthew seventeen, verse fourteen fourteen through twenty. 21, 14 through 21. Matthew 17. Yeah, Matthew 17, verses 14 through 21. And it reads, my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and preserved generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. I'm big on fasting. You know, Christian, I can show you, he can attest to that as well. You know, um, there's something that happens when, when you fast. And when you're in prayer, when, when you deny your flesh from, from food, from all these things, you know, um, it changes things. First of all, prayer changes anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I was, uh, when God gave me the word of faith to, to preach, I, I, it took me two weeks to get the concept. You know, and I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. Make sure you use scripture. Make sure you use scripture. You know, but sometimes we tend to forget because, you know, we want these things to change overnight. Mm-hmm. And God's like, are you trusting in me? Or are you trusting in yourself, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember the Holy Spirit revealed to me, you know, as I was praying, you know. My mom was gone for a week, so I had the house to myself. So I blasted some worship music and I was just praying out loud, going throughout the whole house. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I loved it, you know. And uh, I'm like, God, why aren't these things changing? And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, where's your backup? I'm like, do I need to be in agreement with somebody, you know? Do, do I need somebody to, to be here with me, you know, somebody else's faith to, so we can 
have huge faith, you know? He's like, no. Where's your word in it? How are you going to know who I am, what I say, if there's no backup? You know? Um, Next point I want to talk about is childlike faith. But that's going to tie in after this next section, which I want to talk about waiting and God's timing. Um, but before I go there, I want to, I want to read Romans ten seventeen. <clears throat> so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there's your backup, right? You hear the word of God. That's how your faith can, can be renewed, you know, restored. That's how you can grow in your faith is by the word of God. Uh, I, Sometimes I struggle with that, you know, sometimes, you know, you get into your flesh and you see your circumstances, you see what's going on and, you know, you lose, you lose heart, you know, you, you get angry and, you know, you stray off for a couple, like a week or two, you know, then you get back in it, but then you stray off again and, and you're just doing this whole pattern back and forth, you know, and I remember when I was, you know, standing for my marriage, you know, and believing that my dad would be healed, uh, it, it all just, you know, came at once, you know, everything happening at once, you know, a couple months from each other, and, you know, I remember when God told me to stand for my marriage, and I stand for a little over a year and a half, or about a year and a half, and uh, I, remember, I remember the day he told me to leave, um, and went on a two-day fast, and I got my answer. He told me to leave, and... To be honest with you, I was I was really upset. I'm like, why would you have me wait this long for nothing to be fixed? You know, like I've seen you do it time and time, but you know, why why is why am I the different one? And uh, I remember the Lord telling me, it's not her will. You know, she doesn't want to do it, mm-hmm. so I I can dismiss you now. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so when I when I got that answer, I literally for a week I was upset. Didn't pray, didn't read the word, nothing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, you know, he he always knows what to say to you. He's like, "What are you doing, dude? What are you doing?" <laughs> I was I'm like, "I'm giving God the silent treatment." He's like, "Okay." <laughs> um, but timing, you know, timing's a big thing, guys. Um, whose time are we on? Whose time are we on, right? Are we on our time? Are we on mountain time, Pacific time, you know? What time are we on? Um, we're on God's time and not our own, guys. And, and, and the second that we can grasp that, because we come, we, we're, we're in a time right now where we want things instantaneously. Mm-hmm. We want things fast, you know? And he's now, we have Amazon Prime, comes in two days. That's how we're kind of treating God. Like, I prayed yesterday, it should be here Wednesday, like, you know? Uh-huh. That's uh, but God's like, chill out. <laughs> Calm down. Okay, Lord. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, 1 Peter 5, verses 6 through 11. What is it again? First uh, Peter 5, verses 6 through 11. And uh, this is the uh, New King James right here, the, uh, the scripture. And it reads, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Okay, so let's just stop right there. He, meaning who? God. You, he may exalt you in due time. So there's another thing, time, okay? So now we, now we start thinking, okay, God will exalt me in due time. So right then and there, like when I very first read this scripture, Years ago, right? I didn't quite understand that. But then when the Lord was speaking to me as I was preparing for this. He's like, remember how you wanted things happen overnight? I remember how you left your first job and I, and, and I provided a way for you. You know, he provided a way when I was going to get fired and I was stressing like, okay, I need to find a job. How am I going to support my my daughter, how am I going to support myself? I'm going to pay my truck payment. And literally, blessing after blessing, all these, you know, jobs reaching out to me. 
and uh, the perfect one fell into my hands for that season, you know. Um, so therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings you are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you, to be, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 You know, so, when we hear the word sober, we think of no alcohol, right? Or no drugs, anything like that, to be sober-minded. And I'm like, Lord, that's obvious. Being sober-minded, not for us to drink or whatever, you know. Um, you know, Scripture says, don't get drunk off wine, right? Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, I was like, you know, that's very easy for everybody to comprehend. He's like, being sober does not just mean with alcohol. It means also with your vices. Mm-hmm. Things that you like to do, that you allow to take up majority of your time, and your time away from the Lord. Um, a vice is immoral or wicked behavior. Um, you can also translate to a bad habit or weakness of behavior. Um, you know, we can we can spend more time with our friends than we do in the Word. You know, and I've, I've allowed that to happen. You know, I've told I've told God like, oh yeah, I'm gonna spend time with you tonight. And then a buddy calls me, hey, the game's on tonight. You know, come over. Okay, I'm right there. That's when I'm driving home. Lord said, what about my time? Mm-hmm. Well, you're right, Lord. I'm sorry. Um, But see, it's correction. You got to make sure that you can follow correction when the Lord gives it to you. Uh, The Holy Spirit told me this months ago, I think even over a year ago. He said, correction without direction is neglection. Mm -hmm. So if you don't follow God's correction and you start going the same direction that you're going, you're neglecting God. Mm -hmm. You're not following what he's telling you. And... uh, who thinks gonna have the last laugh? You know. Um, I want you guys to picture a stoplight, okay? Just picture a stoplight. What does green mean at a stoplight? Go. Go. Okay. So what does yellow mean? Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Step on it. Yeah, if you ask Christian, step on it. You know. Uh, so what does a red light mean? Stop. Stop. So when we're stopped, <laughs> when we're stopped at a red light, what are we doing? Waiting. We're waiting, right? So I want you guys to keep that image in your head and put it on the shelf. So we're gonna get back to it. So Romans eight twenty five is my next scripture. I'm gonna read this from the NLT version. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So there's a word wait again, right? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. Um, can you give me a towel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So something's happening in the waiting when you're waiting, right? Something happens when you're when you're waiting on God. You know, whether it's for your finances, whether you're trying to buy a house. You know, whether in my case, you know, waiting for the spouse of mine. You know, wherever she's at. She took a wrong turn, but she, she'll come back. Um, GPS died, so she's, you know. Uh, <laughs> rerouting, yeah. So, um, you know, it gets frustrating. Waiting gets frustrating, you know. Um, the battery went dead. <laughs> the battery went dead, yeah, exactly. Can't read the signs, right, because they're in different language. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> make, make me feel better now. Uh, she has time to get some food. I hear that, <laughs> but we come from, like I said, we come from a time. We're in a we're in a time now. Where we want things instantly, right. you know. Um, have you guys ever just like came home from work? You know, you know I work outside, so you know I'm in the heat all day. And have you ever just came home from work and you're like, I'm gonna make chicken alfredo, but as you're getting everything prepped for chicken alfredo, you over here munching on some popcorn, some stale candies, some barbecue chips, <laughs> you know. And then by the time dinner's ready and dinner comes, you're full. Yeah. You're full, you know. And if you would have just waited, mm-hmm. you could have had a nice chicken alfredo and you could have been fulfilled. Yeah. 
-hmm. You know? So when we tend to put these wrong things in us, when we tend to eat these little things, you know, um, spend time in the wrong places. Give our attention elsewhere besides God. We'll be full, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to be fulfilled. That's right. It's the wrong thing. And I was like, okay, Lord. You know, I heard Mike Todd say this, and I have, I have two examples that I'm going to, you know, um, share with you guys. Uh, one's from his book that I read. It was Crazy Faith. If you guys haven't read it, it's pretty good, pretty good. Um, but in the waiting, so in the waiting, it's not only about us just sitting still and sitting around. There's something that we got to do in the waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we're waiting, we are actually... If you think of the other waiting, you're actually waiting. Yes, Lord. What do you want me to do? Yes, Lord. What do you want me to do? You know. There's there's a time that God's going to release whatever you're praying for, whatever you're hoping for to you. But God's waiting for you to take that first step. Because if you can't take that first step, you're going to be stuck in the same situation for weeks, months, years, decades. So we got to ask ourselves, you know, is it your will, Lord, or is it my will? Am I, am I doing this because I want to do it, or am I doing this because you tell me? Because a couple of weeks ago when we had our outreach, I had a breakdown. I was broken down. I was waiting for my finances. I'm like, Lord, I got like 200 bucks in my account. I got to buy groceries for my daughter. Like, she's coming in, in the day. Like, what am I going to do? And I felt the Holy Spirit said praise. So I said, okay, I'm going to start praising but then I'm like, you know what, Lord? I still can't do this. I still can't get up to go to the outreach because I haven't seen you move yet. You haven't done this for me yet. I said, but Lord, I said, I love to go out there. I love to go out there. I love to go, you know, reach these people. I love to preach to them, show them the love of Christ. And, you know, uh, Ian was there. We, we, were getting, we were wrapping up on, uh, on the outreach. And we were just giving the rest of the food in the gas station. And then uh, I finally pulled myself together. You know, I made it to the outreach. And, you know, as I'm driving, I'm still crying, you know. And I'm like, my Lord, like, I love to do this. I love when somebody like, experiences the love that you have for them and they ball. Yeah. I said, so despite my, my pride and my circumstances, I said, I'm just going to do this because this is what you want us to do. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So with pride, you know, still in me, I didn't want to ask, you know, everybody around me for prayer. I didn't want to ask for prayer. I'm like, you know what, Lord, I got this. You know what, Lord, I can do this. Like, I don't need, I don't need to have anybody around me. I said, it's just between me and you. But I kept feeling that pull. Put your pride aside and just ask for prayer. So I did, you know. And then, you know, we're like I said, we're wrapping up on the outreach, and uh, Christian hands me a bag and he's like, hey, go talk to that guy. And I was like, all right, you know, I haven't had really any action today, so what I got to lose, like, you know, I'm just showing the love of Christ. And then Ian comes up with me, and the second I open my mouth, this guy gets hit by, hit by the love of God. And he's over here just bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. My name's Kevin. This is Ian. You know, we're with Maranatha Remnant Ministries. We like to give back to the community. We like to help those out in need. We like to give food and water. I said, is there anything that we can sit here and stand on you with, you know, pray with you with? Instantly, still crying. And uh, Ian, as a witness, he said, literally before you walked up, I prayed and I asked God about my son. He said, I haven't seen him since he was three. He's now eight. So I'm like, oh, wow, Lord, like, this is crazy. This is awesome. Like, sorry for being a little brat to you earlier. And, uh. So we're sitting there, we're talking, you know, we're, I'm talking to him and he had a lot of burdens. He had a lot of, a lot of chains that he was dragging along, you know, for, for, for a long time. And uh, he's, he was saying that he blames himself for his, uh, his grandpa dying. His grandpa was his best friend. And I was like, you're not a quitter, are you? He's like, no, I'm not. I said, yeah. I said, God made you to be a warrior. God put that fight in you, that dog in you to keep going. I said, so no matter your circumstances, the way I see it is you got one of two options. Either you sit in your guilt, you sit in your shame, let the enemy have his way with you, or you read this word of God and you fight back. 
I said, look, I said, I believe the Lord's going to break these chains that you've been carrying for years. I believe the Lord's going to restore you with your son. But look, God needs you to take the first step with him first. And then immediately started crying again. And I'm my Lord, this is going to make me cry, you know. And uh, so we're, we're going, you know, we're probably talking to this guy for about 20, 25 minutes. And he just, he didn't want us to leave. Because he felt that love of Christ right there. He felt God right there. You know, and despite people coming up, trying to distract us, you know, we're sitting here. We're on the side of the street at a bus stop, and the cars are passing by. It's loud. So we're over here just, like, going. And on top of that, I was like, Lord, I don't feel good today either. <laughs> like, my throat hurts. Yeah. And he said, does that really matter? I was like, no, Lord, I'm just making an excuse again. Like, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, exactly. So. I remember once me and Ian got done, you know, I was like, you know, th this is what it's about. Yeah. We're, we're creating disciples, yeah. you know. Yeah. We're over here knowing how powerful our God is, right? Come on. So despite my waiting for my finances, despite waiting for my spouse, mm -hmm. she's here, right? Um, she's in the parking lot at Popeye's. <laughs> uh, despite our waiting, there's always something that God wants us to do. Can I interject something? Yeah. Fast? But the fact is, you got up and you went. Yeah. How many people would stay home mm. and say, I'm tired, I don't want to do it? So so you fought through it, and you actually did it. And yeah. I commend you for that. That is how it works. Doesn't matter how you feel, doesn't matter how much you're struggling, you get up and you do it anyway. Yeah. And that no, was exactly. awesome. And that, that, that's it. You know, I, I literally, like I said, I was praying in my room, had the worship music on. I literally just leaned on the wall, and I fell down. I was bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I can't do this no more, God. So I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to be honest with you. I said, but I love going out there. And I love how the Holy Spirit just takes over and just goes, you know. And the best thing is just showing somebody love. You know, they're like, how can you love me when you just met me? I said, well, let me tell you about my father. You know? um, so I want you guys to bring up that, that, that image of the stoplight again. You know, because uh, literally Christian asked me, what's the title of this? And I was going to be like... Waiting, 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 waiting 100 years. <laughs> and I feel the Holy Spirit say, man, just pipe down. I'm like, all right, you're right, you know. But I heard red light. I'm like, red light? What, is, what does that mean? I said, I didn't run no red light. Like, you, you guys my witness, like, you know. And uh, the Holy Spirit said, a lot of you guys are in a season of a red light because you're waiting. You're waiting for the light to turn green. You're waiting for God to change your circumstances. You're waiting for God to come and move. Mm. You're in a season of a red light. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that God's about to turn it green for you. Yeah. God's yeah. about to change that red light. But God needs you to take that first step. Thank you. And trust him and his timing. Hebrews 10.36 is that next scripture I want to read to you guys. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Look, waiting's not fun. And I'll be the first to admit that. Waiting is not fun, especially when you're, you know, the in and out drive through and the line's long, and you're just waiting there, and all you just want is a double-double animal style, you know, uh, with a large pink lemonade. But anyway, um, waiting's not fun. Like, it, it's not fun. And, you know, I commend those who, who know how to put a smile in their waiting season. I remember when, uh, so after the outreach, you know, Monday came, I'm on my way to work. And I'm like, thank you that you're going to provide my, my funds, Lord. Thank you that you're going to provide. The Holy Spirit said, man, you need to switch it up. Thank God that he already did it. So I did. Literally that day came like that. Literally, like an hour after I got there, boom, done. You know, so good. And I remember the Lord saying, There's a time to thank me for it, and there's a time to thank me that I've already done it. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting on something, you're sitting on healing, you're sitting on finances, you know, trying to get a home, there's a time where you thank God for it, mm -hmm. and there's a time that you thank God for it. And then, and then that moment for me is when. 
the Holy Spirit said you need to switch it up. So if you're sitting in a season where it's just the same thing, you got to take a step back and ask the Lord, where am I missing it? We're missing that mark, you know? What is it that you want me to do? Where, where, where am I supposed to go? Because you can be waiting on your healing for three years. And God's like, I've been asking you for the past three years to step out and talk to somebody. Share your faith. You know? And I, I, this is all from just me, too. You know, this is, this is just... Like, this this hit me, and I was like, okay, Lord, like, I feel like this is a personal, you know, towards me. Mm-hmm. And just because I'm, you know, kind of stubborn and like that sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't mean and nobody else is going through it. Um, so with that timing, with, with God's timing, I want to get into my next scripture, which is Matthew 18. Verses 1 through 5. And it reads this. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little as children you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And I was like, God, how... You, so you can do like a Benjamin Button where like you take me back to a kid? Like, you know, how's this going to work? But therefore, whoever humbles himself as a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you're talking about childlike faith. You know, we all know this. We all know that we need... Faith the size of a mustard seed, but also that we need to have childlike faith. Mm-hmm. So, what what exactly does that mean? There's 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 a characteristic that we need to understand that children have that we don't. Children have this characteristic, and when we can understand it, things will start to change for us. Children trust first. Mm-hmm. They trust. Trust their father, trust their mother, trust their provider. So when I read that scripture, I was like, wow, Lord, we need to trust you first. We need to trust you. We need to believe that you're going to do it. Because when my daughter asked, Dad, 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 can we get some ice cream? Can we get Baskin Robbins? I want Sherbert. I tell her, yes, baby, just wait. And she'd be like, okay, Dad, it's been 10 minutes. Like, where's my Sherbert, dude? Like, no, 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 no. No, when I tell her wait, when I tell her yes, she, she believes and she trusts that I'm going to get her that ice cream. Mm-hmm. When I get in the truck with her, when we go drive, is she over here saying, Dad, 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 are you okay to drive? I know you only got like six hours of sleep last night. I know I kind of got on your nerves and you were up for a little bit. Are you okay to drive? No, she trusts that I'm going to get her to where I need to get her. Mm-hmm. So when we can trust what God is saying to us, God promised you a house. Okay, you're in the house. So start thanking him for the house. God promised you that you're going to be healed from your whole body. Mm-hmm. Trust that. Mm-hmm. God said you're going to get a spouse. I trust that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And my Lord, like Pastor Carmen always tells me, I'm the catch. That's right. I'm the catch, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember the Lord asked me this one time. This was crazy. I was in my secret place. And I'm over here. I was like, wow, God, you're so good. Like, Wow. I missed this my whole life, like, you know, till I, till I came to you. This is crazy. He said, Kevin, would you rather be married or would you rather see everyone around you saved? And I was like, Lord, I said, because I know sometimes you ask people this and what their answer is, like, you, you do it. I said, but if it means, you know, I would love to have more kids. I would love to have that, that marriage, you know. There's just something about a marriage. And, uh, I said, if it means me putting that aside to see more souls saved, mm-hmm. I said, I would rather do that. Mm-hmm. He said, I wanted to see where your heart was. Mm-hmm. So that's I was right. like, wow, that's crazy, Lord. Like, um, I just thought that was a beautiful thing, you know. Um, with kids trusting us, you know, with kids trusting first, they believe it's going to happen. So if we, if we actually took a step back and if God told us something... Mm-hmm. If we can actually hold on to that and say it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. I think I think we would be in a different piece, 
place with our minds, with, um, with everything around us. You know, I even think this world would be a different place if we were able to grasp that concept. Um, you got to understand that logical does not equal faith. That is not faith. Being logical is not faith. And then uh, where it doesn't make sense, you need to allow your faith to kick in. Because a lot of things that God asks you to do is not going to make sense. Mm-hmm. Or you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be uncomfortable. But God's like, show me where it says that when you walk this walk, it's going to be the most comfortable thing with rainbows and, <laughs> and, and uh, butterflies. Mm-hmm. Because God needs to push you out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. to be able to transform you from the inside out. And, and see, and this thing too, like, last week, I believe it was like a Wednesday, and, you know, the whole week my daughter's like, I've been slacking with reading the Bible with her, mm-hmm. and my daughter's like, Dad, Daddy, can we do the Bible game? I said, baby, it's 8.30, mm-hmm. like, you should have been in bed like 30 minutes ago. Said, but who's gonna teach me about Jesus? I'm like, oh, dang, she's good. She's good. <laughs> and I was like, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right. So we started doing, we started reading, you know. And then uh, the first book she picks was um, in, the, in the kids' Bible app. They have these little animations and everything. Mm-hmm. And she picked the crucifixion. She was scrolling through the whole thing. Wow. And she picked the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. And when she's reading it, and she tells me, when we get done, she's like, wow, Dad. She's like, that's crazy. I said, what's crazy, baby? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, it's crazy that Jesus would do that for us. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that he would die and get beat up really bad mm-hmm. and bleed for us. Not my baby, you're gonna make me cry right now, like you know. Cause I'm trying to be tough, but man. <laughs> and she's like, "Can I play the game?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, so I was like, "Yeah, baby, go ahead." Uh, but like two days later, you know, it's the same routine. I'm like, "I'm sorry, Lord, that I that I pushed the suicide. I'm sorry that I wanted to sleep more, wanted to watch TikTok, wanted to watch, you know, uh, Impractical Jokers on TV yes. more than spending the time with you and having my daughter spend the time with you." And I'm like, Lord, like I feel like I feel like a bad parent right now. I feel like I'm not doing good, you know. Uh, what is it? I can't only think of the scripture. What is it? It's uh, Proverbs. Uh, train your kid in the way to go, and when they're older, they will not stray from it. Right. So I'm like, you know what, Lord, you're right. So I got to train her. That's because who else is gonna do it? Yeah. You know. Uh, she she got to know. I remember asking the Lord. I said, Lord, what is her purpose? What are you going to do with her? Like, what, is she, what is she here for? He says, I'm going to use her for praise and worship. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, Lord. Well, you better help her with your singing. But I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, wow. I was like, I know that from a young age. She's always loved to sing. Mm-hmm. Sing, sing, sing. My dad would always be singing with her. But yeah, for the microphone, she would just be like, duh, 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 duh. And everybody's clapping. Yeah, she sings. She's a singer. You can all tell her. You can all see it. So fast forward a couple of days in, you know, uh, it, was, it was Wednesday night. I remember this so much. I'm like, Lord, I just feel like a bad parent. I feel, I feel like I just didn't do a good job. You know, I'm not doing a good job, Lord. And he's like, why don't you teach her how to pray, how to fight your battles? I was like, okay. I said, okay, well, she needs to grow up in the faith more too. Like, you know, she needs to, what what she what she's done from one season she, it needs to be different in another season. So we're praying and praying and praying. You know, my baby, I said, look, I said, God wants to talk to you right now. God wants to speak to you. Be quiet. And let him speak. I said, whatever you feel like praying for, whatever you feel like you need to pray for, you'll feel it. You'll know it and let it come out. So she's like, I pray for her. Da 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 da. She's all going in. I'm like, dang girl. Like, you're, you're doing this better than me. Like I'm over there, like I'm over there in my room with like a speech impediment. I'm like, uh, Lord, uh, hold up, stop. You know, um, she's over here just going in. And I'm like, dang. 
And she's like, Dad, you know what's crazy? I said, Lord, we got to do this again. She's like, it's crazy that God loves us so much. And I was like, baby, I said, you, you you, you're not even close to understanding how much he loves us. I said, I don't think we're ever going to understand how much he loves us. And also just to put, she's six years old. She's going to be six in two weeks. Six. Or next, next week, next, next Thursday. She sounds like a really smart girl. <laughs> no. Stays after the mom. Yeah, stays <laughs> after the mom. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> So I was like, okay, Lord, like, you know, I need that. Like, I need that little, like, pump up. You know, I'm, I'm doing good as a parent, you know, especially raising her in the faith, you know. And then what was it? Psalms 127, verse 3, I believe it was. It said, children are a gift from God. The reward from him. So God blessed me with a child. You know, I always, I always believe in God. I always believe, but was I walking righteously? Are walking right standing with God? No, it wasn't. But God loved me so much, and God blessed me with a child. So I remember Him telling me a while ago. He said, "What are you gonna do with that? What are you gonna do with that present I gave you? What are you do with that blessing that I gave you?" Right? I'm like, Lord, how do how do I know that? Like, if if I'm doing this with her and you know raising her in the faith, I don't know if she's not gonna stray away. So what are you believing in? Do you believe she's gonna stay, or do you believe she's gonna go? Because as long as you let her know who is always with her, I will always be with her. So I was like, wow, Lord, you're really giving it to me hard today, you know? And he said, so when we're, it, when she starts praying for everybody, right? And she said, God gave us a family for a reason. To love one another. And to love everybody that God has made. I was like, dang. I said, I wish I had this when I was little, like, you know, it would have been crazy. But then the Lord has told me, he said, ask her, how, ask her how her dad worships. So I was like, all right. I was like, baby, is it, how, does, uh, how does daddy worship? And praise God. So what does she do? She gets on her knees, and she gets down on her hands, too. And she's like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I was like, I'm over here bawling my eyes out trying to make sure she doesn't see me. And I'm just like, whoa. And he told me this. And I feel like this is for somebody here. She is watching you closer than you think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. You're right, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I'm like, I'm over here thinking something different. But I remember the Lord told me months ago, he said, if you follow your father, she's going to follow hers. Mm-hmm. And then when he told me, when he told me that, when he told me that, you know, she's watching you closer than you think. I'm like, wow, Lord. So... Even when we're sitting here thinking, you know, like, oh, man, like, when, when is it going to change? You know, or, like, those people around you, they're watching you closer than you think. You stay on that. You, you keep fighting. You keep going. Can you expound on, I, 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 I sense, like, there's people online and here saying, okay, great. Well, he doesn't talk to me that way. So how did you come to the place where you developed that where you could hear his voice and know it was him and not the pizza he ate last night to help yeah. somebody know how to hear God's voice and be led by him? It, did, it didn't come overnight hearing God's voice. It, it didn't. Um, I remember when I first started that walk, you know, I thought, I thought my cousin was crazy. I thought, you know, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're, in, we're in my truck. It's the middle of December. It's cold. We have the heater on. He's over here. You know, I, I was like, you know what? I, I'll give my life to Christ because what I'm going through right now, what I've been doing, what's the worst that can happen? It'd be the same. Like, you know, I'll do it. And he's like, man, I feel the Holy Spirit in me. I'm like, man, that's the heater. Like, that's, I don't know what you're talking about. But like, I'll tell you what, the next day I did feel a little different. I didn't feel as heavy. I didn't feel as like as, as depressed and sad, you know. But I want, I want to let you guys know that God's going to tug on your heart. There's going to be a tug. You're going to feel something. And that's Jesus knocking on your door. Saying, hey, let me in. No, not today, Jesus. Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. Hey, let me in. No, not today, Jesus. You know, I'm going through it with my girlfriend. Okay, I'll come back tomorrow. You know? When we're at our lowest, God's always there. And, uh, like, you know, like I shared uh, last time that I was on. Holy Spirit showed me a vision. I got a vision, and uh, I saw that night that I gave my life to Christ. And I was laying down on my bed, had my daughter in my right hand, had my phone in my other hand, 
And I was like, you know what? I'm going to message all these girls, see who will let me come over, and the story will be done from there. But I had this feeling inside of, to message my cousin. And I'm like, oh, man, he's kind of weird right now. Like, he's just, he's not doing nothing. Like, he went through a breakup. How is he going to help me? Like, you know? But I was like, you know what? What I got to lose? Like, he's down the street. Like, you know, he's close. So, you know, I'll just do it. So I did it, you know, and all those women that I hit up never messaged me back. Christian was like a minute, and he, and he messaged me back. So, you know, I went there that night, but God gave me the vision of that night I was laying in bed. And I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, I'm just, it's just me in my room with my daughter. And then I saw this figure. And then I heard the Lord said, my son was there with you the whole time. He was right there on the foot of your bed. What do you think orchestrated this? And I was like, man, Lord, you're always there. But with that being said, the only way that you're going to be able to hear God's voice or know it's God talking to you is by the word. Mm-hmm. Spending time with him. Mm-hmm. Eating that word as, as it would be a stuffed press pizza, you know. <laughs> like, you, you, like I, I'm, I'm not kidding. You got to meditate on that word. Even if, like, you just pick one scripture and, you know, hold on to that for, for two weeks or a month, two months. Hold on to that scripture. If that's all you can, can handle one at a time, then do one at a time. My first scripture was, you can drink, don't get drunk. That was my, I'll be straight up honest with you. And what did God do? For the next six months, I did not touch alcohol. That's so funny. And Christian would always laugh at me. He's like, that's the one you're going to remember? Like, you can drink, not get drunk, not the one that you have tattooed on you? Philippians 4.13? I'm like, this happened before like, I even came to Christ. Like, you know? And I didn't touch alcohol. But, but, but I learned... What it was, because you have your own mind. You have your own thoughts. But once you start reading the word, once you start knowing who God is, what God can do, and what God will do, you'll understand him. You'll know his promises. You'll know what he, what he says, what he don't says, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And that's when I, that's when, that's when I was able to, be, to start hearing his voice. Because I'm like, you know what, I would never say that. Like, you know, that's, that's really smart. Like, I would never do that. But once you're able to start hearing his voice, know who he is, mm-hmm. it'll start coming easier to you, you know? Because you can ignore his voice all the time. You can ignore it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. I did that for a couple months. Mm-hmm. When I backslid, I did that for a couple months. I was like, yeah. And your point, Kevin, is, is to know his voice, it always lines up with Scripture. Yes. yes. If you hear anything that doesn't line yes. up with that Scripture, you throw it away, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, you throw it away. You throw it away. Because what the enemy's going to try to do to you as well is try to plant fake seeds. The enemy's mm-hmm. going to try to tell you something. But if you're like, oh, yeah, okay, like, this adult entertainer is my wife. Like, no. Mm-hmm. That's Did you not. say fake seeds? Fake seeds, yeah. I heard, wow, I, I never heard that before. I like that. Fake seeds. Yeah. <laughs> they do yeah, fake seeds. I like that. He'll, uh, he'll try to plant lies in your head. And if you don't know what the word of God says, you don't know what is true, you're going to fall for the lie. And you're going to fall for the lie. Um, Next scripture I want to share with you guys is Hebrews 11.6. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So I heard this the other day. It says like, no, God used to talk to us in an audible voice outside of our bodies, right? Mm -hmm. But now he talks our spirit to his spirit and yeah. not, now he talks to us from inside mm-hmm. it's a whisper now because he's inside of us and it's like a knowing mm-hmm. right? and like Pastor Thomas and always, it's always going to line up with the word mm-hmm. it's always going to line up with the word yeah mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, Hebrews eleven six says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, so when you start reading the word, when you start, when you start understanding that without faith, we can never fulfill the law. Without faith, we can never fulfill the law. But without faith, what, what, do, you, what do you hold on to? What do you, what do you, what do you gripping, you know? Um, a lot of you guys have faith that you are saved, but a lot of you guys also don't have faith that God can change your situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
So it's like you have faith that I'm saved, but yeah, I don't think God can flip it around. I don't think God can restore that. I don't think God can provide that. But it's like, buckle down, sit down, and fight the good fight. Mm-hmm. Fight that faith fight. The enemy's going to try. The enemy's going to try to knock you down, especially when you're close to breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. The enemy's going to try to get you down. But you got to tell him, shut up, Satan, get behind me, get under my feet. As my daughter says, shut up, Satan, get behind me, under my feet, let God lead my way. You gotta, that's a five-year-old saying that. But I'm like, Lord, I said, I understand childlike faith because you show me through my daughter. Because she hasn't been taught how to doubt yet. She hasn't, yeah, no, she hasn't been taught how to doubt. Yeah, all she's been, all she's been taught is, look, this is what God's saying. This is what we're doing. This is how we, this is how we fight. This is how we pray. This is how we walk. This is how we talk. And she sees that. I have to unlearn anything. Exactly. And us, yeah, like you said, we have to unlearn everything that we've learned for the past 26, 40 years. Like, you know, whenever you come to Christ, and we we got we gotta we gotta do that. Um, there's a picture I want to show you guys, and this will be my last point. Um. Have you guys ever seen this picture? I'm going to show the people online first. But it's the devil playing chess against somebody. And there's an angel in the background. So there's... So there's... So there's, so there's uh, at the museum, there was a meeting with everybody, like champions, athletes around the world that came to see this. And there so happened to be a world chess champion there. And he's sitting there, and they're looking at the picture. And you see, you see in the picture that the 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 the, the guy that's playing the devil is all flustered. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh my gosh!" Because the devil knows he won, mm-hmm. and then and then the, the dude's thinking he lost. So the group of people go on to the next, and they keep going on. But the world champion chess player is sitting there, and he's examining it. So when the tour guide realizes that he's not there no more, he comes back to him. And the and the painting's called checkmate. So so so, you can see that okay, someone lost, and as by telling by the picture, you can tell that the guy lost, by his face, his reaction, and how the devil was smirking, because you know he got him. So the tour guide asked like, hey, are you gonna come join us? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, I've been sitting here. For a while now, examining this piece. He's like, I'm a world champion chess player. So my eye sees different than everybody else's eyes. He says, yeah, yeah, the pain is called checkmate. And uh, it shows that the devil beat the guy. He's like, yeah, but I'm a world champion chess player. He's like, so, I, he's like, so you're either going to have to change the name or you're going to have to change the painting. He's like, why would you do that? He's like, because I'm a world champion chess player. I see what's left on the board. So you guys need to grab this. He says the king is still left on the board. He still has one move. God still has another move when you're thinking that the devil got you in the corner. Mm-hmm. God still has it. That's good. So what are we believing? Are we believing that the enemy is one or believing in my Lord and Savior? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we, we can believe in our faith that we are saved. But a lot of us have a hard time believing that God can switch it around. Mm-hmm. So you got to remember, you got to remind yourself that God still has another move. The king still has another move. That's right. That's good. So good. So checkmate. <laughs> and that is, uh, that is all I have for you guys today. Yay! All right. You got, you got one minute to lead someone to Jesus. Right. So uh, Romans 10, 9, right, is the scripture that I had on here for you guys. And Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So for anybody out there that feels that tug on their heart, anybody out there that that is feeling that, you know, they want to follow Christ, that they don't want to live their life no more. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, if you confess your sins. And ask God to come into your heart, you will be saved. Yes. And by faith, you will be saved. That's good. So I feel like the Lord wants whoever that is for to say it in your own words. 
because he wants to hear what you what you have to say. He's right there. He knows already, and he loves you so much, and he's waiting for you. So just believe 